Gapes. Mr. Speaker, the uh, St. Petersburg troll factories and the RT propaganda channel are already gearing up to spread misinformation. Couldn't we at least do a little bit more to expose this and particularly milk? The doctor has said I'm not going to die soon, so that's hey! good. Good job, man. We're I gonna... mean, he didn't specifically say that, but, like, the implication. <laughs> you know, uh, it'd be a bit weird <laughs> if he said, hey, you're not going to die soon. That, that, be... Yeah, yeah, you're going to die somewhat in the future. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will die one day what is funny now is that i've got like a printout of like all the medications i'm officially on and now it says marijuana <laughs> and then in the next column it's uh, where it says dosage it says patient has green card <laughs> i was expecting you to say something like unlimited <laughs> more or less and now today i can only supply. smoke it out today guys Oh man, that's oh, such a bummer. God, I wish I could smoke down. Today. The last time I was tripping, I spent about twenty minutes just staring at this bag of weed and like contemplating the fact that I could buy uh, a sack of piff the size of my fist for like twenty five bucks. It was oh, like Oh my god, oh my <laughs> I can literally hear like Jack it's like the frothing at the drug mouth. there is. <laughs> Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think I mentioned to Jack, but not you, Tom. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But, like, um, yeah, they've introduced, like, mandatory testing on the actual mar marijuana at the dispensary. So you have to know exactly what percentage everything is. And the cheap shit that I buy, the cheap shit that I buy is still 19%, man. Like, it, it's not bad at all because <laughs> it's like properly grown and stuff it's some well. lad's closet uh, with like a single uv lamp yeah <laughs> but, but, but yeah yeah but 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 won't you get a hangover you know what i don't want no hangover i can't get no hangover it doesn't give you a hangover it doesn't have any hangover, man. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, is it going to make you want to have sex? It makes sex even better. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. <laughs> We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Oh, I don't know if I want, no, want some part in this shit. It's confusing when you change the tenses. <laughs> opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And, of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard who, left are in the you know, I, ascendancy I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right, right to right wing. The hard 
left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position. Hard left, the 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 it's just, uh, and it, and also it, it's just like me laughing at my own jokes because Yair's uproarious laughter is inaudible. <laughs> it's okay. That, that's what I get for beaming from the underground base. Yeah, exactly. You're in the place where Kieran was hiding during the summer and, uh, under the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> but our secret locked drink bank bunker we hired off Tom Watson. <laughs> I mean, he went so, to that bunker, and he came back, and he just lost all that weight, and he's like looking like a proper. Just, uh, the he, amount of cum leaving he his just, body. He just wanked himself. To, 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 <laughs> wanked himself to waste. You know, me and Tom Watson have high musical compatibility. On you do. You, you, you. I just love how you. How did you we come across artists. his? How did you come across his uh, Ask FM? Uh, Last FM, not Ask FM. It's uh, it, it's the same username he has on um, various other sites. Was it Baggy Baggy something Baggy Baggy MP? Yeah, yeah. you know why it's called Baggy MP, right? Be- because he's got lots of foreskin. <laughs> it's right? because it's because he supports the Baggies, aka. Because what? what you mean, Tom? Tom Watson he... smokes loud. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he smokes loud at Glastonbury. He's got loads of empty baggies lying all around his house. Is that what you're saying? Allegedly, undoubtedly. <laughs> he's also called. I believe he supports West Bromwich Albion, and their nickname is the Baggies. So that's probably oh, why he's I called. See. Yeah. Sorry, football. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, move. Uh, I move off this topic. <laughs> see, I, I, I think he's not kind of that. What was it? '80s classic baggy trousers. Yeah, you know what? I I thought <laughs> yeah, it was madness, um, yeah. not. I, I didn't think it was an allusion to the band Madness. I thought it was a reference to the baggy scene of '80s Manchester. You know, Happy Mondays uh, oh, and spiral yeah. carpets. You know, they, they all dressed in baggy clothing. Um, I I remember when I was like 14, I got into like the Stone Roses and stuff, and I was wearing all these like tracksuits and stuff. I was like well baggy. I just I was like, hang on, I just look like a cunt. I was like, I can't, I, I, I can't rock this shit at all. Like I look awful. My oh. hair looks ridiculous. Um, I'm just, invi- uh, I'm trying to just imagine you in tracksuit. I just, I just like, I, oh. I love, I love a good tracksuit because you know, just going down to the shops and stuff, it's perfect. But I just cannot imagine. I just can't. Like, I just have, I just can't imagine you prior to 2012. Yeah, tracksuit bottoms maybe. I was quite fat prior to 2012 as well. Like it just, well, I get a little bit at least. But but yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely definitely got better looking with time. That's for sure. I think we've all aged like, like fine, fine wine. wine. There we yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. yeah. But maybe because I stopped drinking. Actually, speak of the devil. That could have helped. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, um, we were talking so, about liberal, the Liberal Democrats conference. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, what, what, what did I miss? What are we discussing? Yours? Oh, oh, nothing we much. We talked about a lot of like internal Labour stuff. Then we talked a bit about Lib Dems. I think we've used up all the stuff I had to say about Lib Dems anyway. I mean, uh, well, you've so, just... got loads to say about internal like politics in Britain. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts on the Labour Democracy Review? <laughs> is sometimes good. <laughs> I think you've taken a very centrist position there. You're, you're, very good. Democracy, <laughs> democracy is good unless you are a populist of the left yeah. or right, in which case it's wrong and there should be a military coup now against we've heard I could have done more peak liberal and quoted Churchill and said like oh, democracy is the worst sort of form of government except for every other form oh. before we move on I just <laughs> wanted I, I was thinking about this the other day I was thinking about the last somewhat decent liberal thinker would that, <laughs> would that be like John Kenneth Galbraith when you think about it was he well, like he's the, like the only one I could name Adam yeah Smith. Like, he's literally I mean Adam Smith wasn't as bad as the people who like him but he he was still a bit of a cunt I was mostly mentioning him because he's one of the earliest <laughs> yeah he, you know he's definitely one of the the, the big ones the big libs I think the only yeah. reason that we sort of kind of quite like, oh, I sort of don't mind John Kenneth Galbraith is that the age of uncertainty basically ends with him saying that we need to adopt a new kind of socialism. So even he's sort yeah. of saying, you know what, <laughs> my fucking ideology is dying out. We've got to find a new alternative. Yeah, it is a shame what's happened to liberalism. It's gone from we need a new socialism to uh, actually all forms of socialism or fascism. Yeah. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got written down on my little pad uh, some stuff about Mike Gapes. That milk fiend. Fucking milk fiend. <laughs> I, I, can I just say, I, 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 I try not to go on Twitter too much these days, but every fucking time I do, I, I see a fucking Mike Gapes meme somewhere, and I, I just regret <laughs> ever making that fucking video. Like, fucking, like I, I'm just terrified I'm going to go to Labour conference. I'm just going to have people shouting milk at me. I'm like, get away. What if we see Mike Gapes in Liverpool? Well, I'll just what shout if, milk at him, yeah. Actually, milk. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. No, no, no. We've got to play it cool. We've got to, we've got to like not alienate him. We've got to go up and get a selfie, and then we, and we've got to say, "Oh, Mike, we're huge like fans of you. You're keeping moderate Labour alive and stuff." And then, <laughs> as we're walking away, we shout, we want there's... a picture with Gates, don't we? Come on! Oh yeah, yeah. If there's any, if there's any like politician there at the Labour at the, at the conference weekend, I want to have a picture taken with. It's my Gates. <laughs> totally. You On can always trip. just take a photo of him and then Photoshop me into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will do that. Yeah, we will. Yes. We'll do you like floating in the background, just like uh, just like that, all poking out behind Gates's head <laughs> with your soviet flag a little kilroy's here <laughs> <laughs> but of course uh gapes went off on that rant about seamus mill the other day which is pretty wild that the labor party is at the stage where its mps are just attacking party staff in the house of commons just, just, just 
slagging off the, you know people employed by the party it's, it's it's remarkable but yeah gapes was just in there like reading out all these seamus milne quotes about russia of course um, yeah very concerned about russia and of course people at immediately as with any kind of mike gapes news people added us what's saying uh, seamus milk <laughs> in march the spokesman for the leader of the opposition mr seamus mill was quoted as saying to journalists that you have the milk is that basically all he was criticizing mill on russia yeah it was russia stuff <laughs> it was all russia surprise surprise russia turns out i don't have much funny stuff to say about that um uh, we'll just, just play the clip just play the cliff the comedy's there in itself milk ooh, ooh, please feed me the milk please i love <laughs> i love milk so much i am a huge milk aficionado <laughs> milk i guess gapes could lead us on potentially to a reading series Fred Banks has been pestering me for ages uh, to read out one of the Times articles he sends me regularly on the show. And so far, I have uh, not done so. Should we oblige with that? I'm guessing this is an article that's behind a paywall. It is, yeah. (laughs) Hence, hence, uh, Fred very kindly emails me all this... uh, brilliant content that and i occasionally is, read this reading is going to be one of your many regular reminders that uh just because it's behind a paywall doesn't mean it's good journalism you know so yeah exactly yeah, unless it's a course. george eaton piece in the new statesman in which case it's very good journalism absolutely anyway <laughs> anyway that's uh who's going to read this out then i thought that you know this could be our sort of uh to quote mike gates great big red cherry on top a red cake with great big red cherries and then we could uh potentially just wrap up you know or maybe think of a you know if you think of anything we might have missed and then draw draw things to a conclusion (laughs) sounds good (laughs) just the tile itself says it all really yeah, man, so fucking good. Uh, yeah, you guys can read along if you want, point out bits you think are funny. So this is an article in... Um, oh, before you former... start, before you start, we need to do our little jingle. And now it's time for a real politic reading. That's it, sorry. That's... <laughs> there'll be, a, there'll be a little, there'll be, uh, I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> we'll find something. I did a jingle on the Clash episode. Use that. Okay, okay, send me the jingle. That's um, I stole it from YouTube. Um, oh man, speaking of the clash, can I just quickly completely interrupt? And you can totally edit this out because it's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But uh, I was listening to the clash the past couple days and I heard this one lyric on high profile that really stuck out to me as someone um, who has uh, had a history with. And it was interesting. Uh, Nem guitar will numb it all. Well, I prefer alcohol. Talking about barbiturates and that. Um, good old 
fashion shoot. Yeah. Um, Sounds like the clash. Apart from top ahead, and it would have been like, I love heroin for him. Shut up, will you, stupid cunt? Yeah. Pretty much right. The, the right profile is about uh, Montgomery Cliff, isn't it? Who's yeah. that director? Uh, the actor, isn't it? The right profile. Oh, okay. the, uh, it sounds like it could be someone like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it goes something like, uh, And everybody say, is he alright? And everybody say, what's he like? And everybody say, he sure look funny. That's that Montgomery Cliff, honey. That sounds more like Bob Dylan than Joe Strummer, Tom. I'm sorry. You, you know what, Mike? Um... Montgomery Cliff! Hey! And everybody say, is he alright? Everybody say, what's he like? And everybody say, he sure look funny. Montgomery uh, Cliff! Hey! I believe Marilyn Monroe killed herself on a cocktail of Nembutal and. Uh. What was it? Some pro drug for trichloroethanol. Uh, Chlorobutanol. Cheery stuff. <laughs> um, so, should we do this reading series? I think we should talk more about <laughs> suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. So, I've been ha- no. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's move things on. Okay. For, move, for... move on to the on to the reading. Go on. Yes. <laughs> Fucking brace yourselves, folks. It's time for a real politic reading. This is an article that was printed on September the 18th in former Kieran Morris employers, The Times. <laughs> uh, it's called Without Tony Blair, There Can Be No New Party, and it's by Lord Danny Finkelstein. The subheading, if a centrist regrouping is to shake up British politics, it's not too. It will have to be led or at least guided by the former Prime Minister. For fuck's sake, can these people not move on from Tony Blair? Like... <laughs> They they cannot. Anyway, we've got to make it to at least paragraph four. So here's a political poser. Picture of Danny Finkelstein. (laughs) What a poser, man. What a phony, eh? Uh, If you were setting up basically Blairite political party with loads of Blairites in it, sustained by Blairite MPs who are fed up with being attacked for supporting Blair, driven to act by the anti-Blairite stance of the alternatives, wouldn't you host the first meeting of this party in an active abattoir? Um, that, all right, that, that wasn't in the sense, that wasn't in the paragraph. And, and promoting ideas developed by Blair and policies which Blair still supports. Oh, damn, I raised the spectre of the abattoir too soon, it seems. <laughs> Who'd be the one person you'd like to feel confident would join you? Simon Hedges. Um, yeah, Simon. <laughs> Simon would be in there. He'd be on this While project you... all day. He would, of course. While you are puzzling this one out, allow me to put an argument to you. If there is going to be a new party and it's going to have the slightest chance of impact and success, then Tony Blair will have <laughs> to be its leader. <laughs> or at the very least, part of its collective leadership. Who is fucking paying for this shit? Fred Banks. No, 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 I don't think Fred actually pays. I think it's it must be to the uni or something. Oh, He's got Fred. a subscription. Anyway, he says, I understand totally the case against this. If you invite Mr. Blair to your party, he doesn't bring a bottle. He brings a war. <laughs> <laughs> At least okay. he's honest. Um, <laughs> he is, for many voters, toxic. 
True. A new party will want to appeal to young voters who know little about him except Iraq, and to them he will look like the past, not the future. But there's no the stuff shit. about all the money he has accumulated since leaving office, and now Finkelstein just kind of uh, conveniently elides what the money has been made doing, which is advising despots such as the Saudi and Kazakh regimes. Um, he might make the whole thing a Labour internal squabble rather than something with broad appeal to Tory Remainers. The, the, the Tory Remainers of yore are very much like the moderate Republicans who uh, comprise about 5% of the Republican base who, <laughs> aren't, who don't support what Trump's doing. You know, they are at the end of the day going to vote Tory regardless of, of what Brexit, you know, what form Brexit right. takes. Um, so any new centrist party would undoubtedly be basically a Labour internal squabble. Um, anyway, here's the real good shit. Paragraph four. <laughs> oh, God. So clear is all this that there is little the planners of a breakaway movement agree on, more than that there can be no Tony Blair. However, this position, while understandable, is totally unrealistic. Okay, wait for it. Who else is going to be leader? Mike Gapes? Milk! Milk! The Milk Party! <laughs> Join and get a free carton of skimmed milk! This is unbelievable. Like, they're actually saying Mike Gapes should be the leader of this new Blairite party? Well, I mean, to be fair, they're saying Blair should be, but they're saying... Um, they'll, they'll take Mike Gapes right. if Blair is not available. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gapes is the best substitute. The MP for Ilford South is a hugely admirable figure. Courageous, intelligent, <laughs> clear-sighted. <laughs> <laughs> he sees. He sees where the cakes are. He sees whether the cakes are blue, whether they're red, whether they have blue or red cherries on top. And he the sees Baileys. whether you have the milk or you do not have the milk. He sees which regions of the country the milk comes from. <laughs> what? That's not the point. When the SDP was set up, we had the former Chancellor, the former Foreign Secretary, the former Education Secretary, and the former Transport Secretary. It had weight. It had to be taken seriously. Now there are some talented younger politicians whose names are often attached to stories of a new party. Chris Leslie is particularly... Chris Leslie's like in his 40s, isn't he? He's not that fucking young. He's like he, he's like a brown era apparatchik. I'm afraid... By the standards well, I mean, of, of kind of... The kind of the, the political life of Blairism, he's seen as like one of the youth Yeah, no, I, I, I tell you run. what, though, that, that fresh-faced young Chris Leslie knows his way around a fax machine. Like, when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> to send, when it comes to sending a telegram... Uh, Chris Leslie always got him right off in time for Gordon Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, but they are unknown and untested. I mean, to be fair, Harry Harmon did try and make Chris Leslie known by making him shadow chancellor for like two weeks. But uh, uh, that, that, didn't, that didn't go very well for the Mills, did it? Jeremy Corbyn got elected because of the Leslie strategy backfiring so catastrophically. Of course, there's an easy reply to this. The last thing we need is another politician. We need someone fresh, an outsider. Gina Miller, 
Hugh Grant or I don't know David Beckham Sting Adele literally naming fucking famous shows how fat all these people are does it actually the article says Sting yeah it says Sting fuck Adele question mark it it is just I mean and that's just assuming like who how do we know like Sting doesn't like support Corbin I mean I hope he doesn't but right (laughs) yeah that's no I, I'm pretty sure didn't Adele like complain about having to pay taxes or something? Oh, so yeah, probably. I reckon she's probably a Tory. <laughs> I don't um, know. It is just possible that none of these people actually wants to be leader of an insurgent political party. Attractive vote may be to organise party conferences in Eastbourne and speak to the Dudley Branch Christmas dinner. I mean, these people just have like such a like condescending fucking attitude to like get it actually getting engaged in a political party as an activist. Just fucking pathetic yeah. like oh god who wants to speak to the plebs i wouldn't uh the lib dems are about to op- maybe about to open their leadership contest to people who are not mps i suspect it will simply open up the race to a councillor or an mp who has lost their seat rather than some extraordinary force of nature that none of us has yet thought of but mate you already mentioned mike gapes <laughs> <laughs> Without a recognisable leader, there is any, there is a big chance for any new party will be a flop. It's always going to be a Blair, fucking flop, you freaks. But Mr. Blair, he would electrify things. Like, as in, he'd fucking strap, like, electrodes to your nipples and just, like, give me the information. Wouldn't that technically just be a former MP as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, we, we need somebody outside of a political bubble. Tony Blair? <laughs> <laughs> the famous non-politician known yeah. for his cooking. Hey, hey I mean, I, 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 I guess these days he's more of a, a, a sort of, you know, just general shill for despotic regimes than a, an actual professional <laughs> politician. Um, but that goes for most uh, former heads of state, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um and oh and there you go and he says and yes i get the argument that he may electrocute things but him but with him involved it would instantly be a political movement of great seriousness and impact led by a politician of huge skill and <laughs> political <laughs> political sophistication like sort of that you, you can tell whenever a centrist journalist starts like sort of dribbling and and, and they're typing one-handed whilst furiously tossing himself off uh, mr blair mr Mr. Blair, oh, Mr. Blair, oh, huge Blair. skill and political sophistication. <laughs> My Those God, planning a new venture must not underestimate the possibility that they will throw a party. No one will come, apart from all the journalists writing about it. They will all come. I don't mean by this just what happened to the SDP. The SDP dominated the news for months. It won by-elections. It ran Labour close. Before it wasn't massive, the SDP was massive. It wasn't that big. It was, it was quite easy to see. In, I mean, no, actually, they did come quite close um, in terms of uh, overall share of the vote to Labour in 83, to be fair. Uh, scabs. It's quite easy to see a new party <laughs> skipping this first stage on the way to not being massive. Um Mr. Blair's involvement may put off many, but it would also be a lure to those who supported him or found him persuasive and attractive, like all ten of those ghouls still existing. He says, uh, there are a lot of them. Spoiler, there are not. 
<laughs> there is no politician more hated in the United Kingdom in all political parties than Tony Blair. The other day at the Lib Dem disco at their conference, they were singing to the tune of American Pie, Tony Blair can fuck off and die. The fucking Lib Dems were singing that. These are the people who would be joining this new party who want Tony Blair to <laughs> quote unquote fuck off and die. Uh, Finkelstein continues, after all, this is someone who won three large majorities and has never shut here up about them. Here we go, here we go. If he was leader, or even one of the party's leaders, it would make it a lot harder for people to just pretend it wasn't happening. Let me put it another way, by returning to my unsubtle starting point. If to- it's just such a like wanky centrist thought experiment, isn't it? It's just like, oh, well, just let me hypothesize uh, an idea. <laughs> if Tony Blair doesn't want to be part of this new party, then who will? No Simon one, Hayes. mate. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, Simon. Yeah. yeah, no, no, but I mean, again, if Tony doesn't want to get involved, then Simon might not. If he says no, who is going to say yes? Some people have canvassed David Miliband as a possible new party leader, such as the good people of Tilda Rice. (laughs) Even imagining that he was available, would he be likely to attach himself to a venture that Mr. Blair indicated he wasn't willing to back? There can't be a new party of any size or impact without his support. However broad and new and open to Remainer Tories and young people and so forth, tech, young people, exciting, crowdsourcing, any new venture will be. Part of its territory will have to be the political space that Mr Blair occupied as Labour leader and still represents. If it doesn't occupy at least this space, then it occupies no space. (laughs) God. What a little wank this is. And there's still several paragraphs to go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we're motoring towards the close, to be fair. Staying in the Labour Party involves concluding that it is acceptable to make Jeremy Corbyn Prime Minister. It means advancing Corbyn's cause either actively by publicly urging people to vote for the party or passively by staying silent and allowing people to conclude you have no objection to him entering number 10. Not really getting (laughs) Irish. Not really getting either of those from current Labour MPs, to be honest. Um, if, if, of course, Mike Gapes is always either silent or publicly urging for people to advance Mr Corbyn's cause. <laughs> if Mr Blair decides that he can safely and morally do this, then we can't expect many Labour MPs to reach a different conclusion. And without them, there will not be an impactful new party, even if the founder of Love Film shells out until he's down to his last DVD. An impactful new party here means a party that desires to preserve the establishment as it has been for the last, like, 30, 40 years. Yeah, exactly. Who <laughs> split enough of the Labour vote uh, to keep the Tories in power. And maybe Lib Dem vote in tight marginal constituencies as well. It's a, a, a very new party, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. I mean, having the Conservatives in government for an extended period of time, that would really shake things up. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be dope as fuck. Yeah. 
Of course, a reference to the founder of Love Film uh, is uh, that that guy Simon Franks has put uh, 50 million towards a new centrist party that has apparently already split as uh, Simon Simon Franks, who is widely uh, seen. I mean, he used to advise Ed Balls' Shadow Treasury team and was widely seen by all of them as just an arrogant tosser. And uh, apparently, yeah, most Labour MPs, uh, even the ones you're considering splitting off, hate him, think he's a cunt. And um, yeah, I think the party just basically, it was originally going to be the sort of, uh, you know, textbook anti-Brexit new centrist party to split Labour's vote. Then they were like, well, hang on. Turns out, people actually want Brexit. So now that they're, they're they're like a pro-Brexit, anti-immigration centrist party, <laughs> that actually sounds quite right-wing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think like uh, David Miliband and so on want absolutely nothing to do with the Simon Franks party. So there's already, uh, you know. This party is is really going well. There was a rumour, though, I'm not sure if it was the Simon Franks one or a different project, but that both Tony Blair and his fail son, Ewan Blair, are attached to a new party. So Finkelstein could get what he desires, actually. Just with two generations of Blair. (laughs) Oh, twice the Blairy goodness. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Double Blair. Blair squared. She was four wars in the Middle East. Isn't it great how like um, all good left wingers' children are just complete fucking toads? Like uh, you know, uh, Glenda Jackson had Dan Hodges, uh, Tony Ben had Hillary Ben, and then Emily Ben is awful as well. And uh, uh, Ralph Miliband had David Miliband, and to an extent ed and uh that you know but it's just a whole generation oliver cam is the son of uh cynthia bell i don't know if she was a is it cynthia something uh, well whatever she basically translated the asterix comics she's not i don't know if she left wing but definitely cool um yeah and but however like tony blair's son is just like yeah no i'm a huge blairite yeah 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 so it's like why do their fucking genes get passed down but oh, 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 oh. <laughs> jarring <laughs> anyway we're, we're almost at the end of this piece oh, i thought that was the end god damn it no no there's even more it's impossible How to listen this is writing go it's, on it's really long i'm really surprised actually anyway the next sentence it's impossible to listen to mr blair these days without thinking <laughs> he knows all this <laughs> he appreciates <laughs> That for him to pretend that he is cool with Mr. Corbyn being Prime Minister would be a betrayal of everything he has ever stood for. I mean, apart from the Labour Party, which he stood as an MP for a few times, but yeah. Uh, He also knows what follows from this conclusion. Even before I joined the Times, it was my job to listen to Mr. Blair so that my Conservative colleagues could steal all his ideas and work out what he meant. I used to advise the Prime Minister on it. I attended cabinet meetings to brief them on it. So when I read him in this newspaper writing, I am not advocating a new party, organising one, or wanting to vote for one, I understood him. If he had meant that he would never advocate a new party, organise one, or vote for it, he would have said that instead. 
The case that Mr. Blair is too controversial, too much, quote-unquote, Iraq man. <laughs> too much the past <laughs> is a strong one. Iraq man. Iraq man. <laughs> God, Marvel superheroes have got shit, haven't they? They've <laughs> got even more fash. How is that possible? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, his superpower is just that he invades Iraq. Like, whenever something goes wrong, he's like, hey, not to worry, I'll sort out the problem. And just does another full-scale <laughs> land invasion of Iraq. <laughs> it's like an old lady's cat's got stuck up a tree. <laughs> not to worry. Damn Iraq, you, man. Iraq. Not everything is to do with Iraq, Tony. <laughs> no, uh, of course uh, there, there is the sure start as well. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> my crowning achievement, even if the Tories did close all of them. <laughs> anyway, the case that Mr. Blair is too controversial, too much Iraq man, too much of the past is a strong one. If he is too toxic for a new party to succeed, then it won't succeed, because there can't be a new party without Blairites. There won't be Blairites without Blair. And there won't be a party with Blair that isn't a Blair party. Fucking hell, these losers loads need to be... loads of Blairites without Blair. Ain't no party like a Blair. Party. These losers need to move the fuck on. Blairism's over, guys. Very sad and tragic. Hey guys, wouldn't it be great if, uh, uh, if, if, if Tony Ben's corpse was still leading us? I mean, he's about as politically relevant as... No, he's, uh, in fact, like, the, the corpse of Tony Ben is significantly more politically relevant than, than Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> given, given the, the Benites are now taking charge of a Labour Party and, uh, and uh, the, the Blairites are in charge of uh, uh, the Tony Blair Institute. Yes. <laughs> Aspects of uh, the Kazakh PR operation. <laughs> you know. House. <laughs> Tony's just pissing himself up there right now. He's just. Oh, he's, he's, he's just. Yeah, he's just loving just. But, uh, what? but that's the thing about Blairism, really, that's so funny. It's just like. It's, it was touted as this kind of. This really influential political viewpoint. And it's just. It just has no future outside of its originator and the politics that came before that inspired it. It's just, it's so funny. Uh, what were you saying in, in terms of the Blairites are inspired by like the politics of the past that that inspired them or something? Thatcherism. Did you, oh, Thatcherism. Okay, see what, see what I was going to respond to that with is that Blairism doesn't really have any great roots within sort of Labour's traditions. There was, um, I mean, there's always been a Labour right, but it wasn't a Blairite one. Uh, oh, yeah. Until basically Blair Brown and Mandelson uh, did an incredible, like, uh, you know, the smallest amount of people doing the biggest coup uh, imaginable, basically. But, um, but yeah, I mean, say what you will about Corbynism, and I do think it's in many ways a radical break with w whatever you might define as Labour tradition. But there has always been a left within Labour, and Corbyn himself is very much. Um, traditionally kind of in line with that i think he is uh, he basically could have been a figure on the labor left at any time in its history and you could use that as um a pejorative against him saying that his his politics almost exist outside of time but at the same time you know i think he could have uh, been a pre uh bevanite before nye bevan sold out i think he uh you know he could have been part of a rump of 50 labor mps who refused to 
join Ramsay MacDonald's scab government in the 30s. He could, yeah. Um, yeah, working with Lansbury. Both Corbynism and Blairism represent radical breaks with what came before them in the Labour Party. I think Blairism is the one that was really alien to uh, the party's history and traditions. And long may it rot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So before we wrap up, uh, Croydon Cat Killer. Uh, supposedly, it's not. Uh, well, we'll 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 say what the media are claiming. Supposedly, it's cats getting run over by cars and foxes coming and mutilating them. But we all know who it really Cover is. Up. Exactly. Up, yes. Exact. Zach Goldsmith, cat killer. Zach Goldsmith, cat killer. He kills those cats. Zach Goldsmith, cat killer. Zach Goldsmith, cat killer. He kills those cats. Lots of cats. Allegedly. I mean, I mean, somebody said, oh, it's obviously like some backbench Tory MP or something. Foxes are... Of course the Tories would scapegoat foxes, the animals that they love to kill the most, <laughs> um, par- apart from uh, human beings from low-income brackets. But, um, but uh, you know, so I'm like, it's not exactly an obscure backbencher. I mean, he, he, he was their fucking um, London mayoral candidate, but yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, no, no, he was definitely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's not alleged. Should I go back and say that Marilyn Monroe allegedly killed herself with us? <laughs> allegedly, yeah. it was it was a conspiracy. Russia. <laughs> allegedly is just a magical word. It just makes all your troubles go away if you say allegedly. I'm allegedly depressed. <laughs> see i feel fine now we just allegedly recorded an episode yeah 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 uh mike gapes is allegedly just an insatiable milk fiend <laughs> richard angel's allegedly a big old cunt <laughs> there you go nailed him so there we have it another day another podcast some more salting it's been a pleasure by the time Truly. we next yeah as always as it always is we're we're going to do some proper uh, guerrilla style podcasting and we're going to uh, by which we we would just be grunting and throwing turds at each other and eating <laughs> bananas <laughs> banana in hand like david Miliband. <laughs> You reckon that the banana lobby were disappointed when uh, David Miliband slid into the pocket of Big Rice? I tell you, I, I was happy. I was a happy man. <laughs> Tilda Rice is just the name of your cousin. <laughs> like Yair, Yair's long lost brother, Basmati. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, my, my I got a brother named Ben, and he's, you know, he's an uncle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what, what about what about your dad, Egg Fried? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a good load of uh, awful puns to end the episode. It's like yesterday when we rounded it off with a load of Cox puns. Oh god! <laughs> we, yes. we 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 really just stayed fixated on Cox for quite a long time. 
staring cocks. Cox was pretty amazing if you think about it, you know. Once you've had a taste of cocks, there's no going back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love cocks in both my ears. <laughs> right. I think I think we're good. <laughs> think we're not we're not juvenile or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're more like uh, very highbrow. We're we're not juvenile. We're more like Juvenal, the great Roman poet active in the late 1st and early 2nd century AD, the author of the collection of satirical poems known as the satires. The details of the author's life are unclear, although references within this text to known persons of the late 1st and early 2nd centuries AD fix his earliest date of composition. I'm reading Wikipedia there. Uh, oh, snap. I, I had no idea. I thought you just knew that exact paragraph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I would say you know we we do uh, we do satire. Well, we, so we are know, very Wikipedia is a reliable it's source. Not, um, I reckon that's where juvenile comes from. I, I wouldn't be that surprised, or, or at least it's, it's, it's an association. Oh yeah, maybe. I you know what's funny? I remember there's uh, another guy who I studied when I when I did um, an A level in classics, which I failed miserably and got a U in. There was a guy who was called like Philip Titties or something. I just <laughs> found it hilarious. <laughs> Philip Titties. <laughs> Again, we are not at all juvenile. <laughs> No. <laughs> juvenile or juvenile <laughs> and on that note <laughs> I've only been to Rome for like one day so I can't be juvenile <laughs> yeah and, and also Yair I don't know if um, I don't know if you wrote at least 16 poems in the verse form dactylic hexameter. These poems cover a range of Roman topics. This follows Lucillus, the originator of the Roman satire genre, and it fits within a poetic tradition that also includes Horace and Perseus. The satires are a vital Exciting, exciting. Young, young people, people it's crowdsourcing. crowdsourcing.